0: Oh,
1: wait, the topic just okay. Hi Everybody and welcome back to uh, she crank she crank until like Christmas. Is that what we came up with?
2: I I have no affiliation with this. This is completely. Oh my human. god! <laughs>
1: she crank until like Christmas. This is the millennial
2: canon. I'm Kira. Um, I I admire noble effort, Kira, but I, and I hate to do this to you, but mm. um. You feel like Christmas on my crank. <laughs> wow. There we go. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Um. Well, we did it, boys. And by we did it, I mean we, as in me and Kira, and hopefully you, if you um, are a loyal listener and watch along with us each week. Yeah. Watch Christmas with the Cranks. <clears throat> um, and in a surprising turn of events, this is not an Adam pick (laughs) as much as it may seem like one Kira picked this movie. See, I
1: only really picked it because I was just kind of like, I forgot and evidence in our texts last night in which I randomly thought of like four Christmas movies in the span of like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot every single zillennial Christmas movie, which there are a lot of them mm-hmm. like a lot. Yeah. And I remember you mentioning Christmas with the cranks like a few weeks ago. Uh, and that was just the first thing that came to mind. And I kind of like, I feel like whenever you text me and ask me what we should watch, um, I kind of like my mind just like goes blank and I'm like, fuck. And cuz you're like cuz i have to watch it tonight and i'm like oh no
2: yeah yeah um it's well okay with this i feel like i have one to cover it for a while so i didn't like argue or like say no let's pick something else like no i was like yeah. let's let's cuz and it's not because i like have a secret undying love for this movie or anything uh. it's just when I think of ABC Family's Twenty Five Days of Christmas, yeah, um, <laughs> this is this is probably the movie that I think of the most. Um, and you know, it's it, we're pushing December. We're recording this on literally November thirtieth, but it'll be out yep. in December. So, um, you know, Christmas time is fast approaching, and um, as you guys can tell, we're covering pretty much just nonstop Christmas stuff until. <laughs> until the big day Um, and boy wait until you find out what our christmas episode is the
1: fucking finale is gonna be insane there's gonna be hours (laughs) of work put into it like i'm you guys are not ready
2: (laughs) Um, we're gonna hype it up it's gonna be so
1: stupid
2: it's really Um, stupid but i love it um yeah
1: it really will just like come full circle like this christmas Um,
2: I, i i will say to maybe give a hint considering i guess if this is the december movie we're starting with yeah it does come full circle that, yeah that's what i meant yeah. yeah yeah and
1: right. i had said um oh so we're gonna do like the sequel and you're like
2: we've never done the first one well okay let's not let's not talk too much. like i don't want to <laughs> okay. sp- i don't want to like outright okay. spoil it but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um this is just okay yeah Here, here's we'll a come ran- back to that in a few weeks <laughs> here's a very random talking point about this movie yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we get into like the meat of the movie, yeah. because I don't know if you ever do this when we're like on the Wikipedia page for like some. And uh, when I say this, I'm not talking about like when we cover good movies. I'm talking about when we cover slop like this. Do you Stop. ever like just click on the cinematographer to see what the fuck they've done? Yeah. And um. Okay. The guy Don Burgess, who has done the who did this movie, and he is still making movies today. He is he, in fact he he shot the Aquaman sequel for next year. Uh, mm-hmm. He shot the first Aquaman. He shot um, the both of the 2010s Muppet movies. Uh, he shoots every Robert Zemeckis movie. He shot Enchanted. Uh, wow. But in the year 2004, he graced us with 13 Going on 30, Christmas, wow. and The Polar Express. Um It.
1: <laughs> That's he, crazy.
2: Uh, and maybe I would say his best work upon looking at his resume, he shot the 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So uh, a shout out to Mr. Don Burgess, who is responsible for a lot of the cinematography from quite a bit of Zillennial movies that we've already covered. Like Spider-Man. MVP of this episode. 13 going on 30. Um, I'm sure we'll cover it at some point. Aliens in the attic. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the Muppets, yeah, like all the shit's up there. Um, yeah, very, very millennial pilled. Uh, maybe
1: team. he'll be on the uh, on the poll for the audience choice for, uh, like, the like, what's it called? Like, I don't remember what we call it, but like the overall winner of the year for Z I mean, Cannon.
2: Those millennial awards. Maybe did we? How many of those movies did we cover this year?
1: Oh shit! Um, Enchanted. We did Spider Man this year. No. we, no, we did, did last, last. We did year.
2: last year and Build Up to No Way Home. Oh yeah.
1: shit. To be fair though, it was year. pretty late okay. last year. Yeah. Yeah. That and by the yeah, way, that that that's like why a year we, ago.
2: That's why we didn't do Christmas movies last year, because we were doing Spider Month. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um
2: yeah. but
1: we always whatever. do that. I don't like we never do Christmas movies because we had Decomber
2: and then we had Spider Month. Yeah, I feel like was the Convert 2020 or was that 2019? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so I think 2019, we tried to do some Christmas movies. Um, we only but... really did. Cause
1: we were doing every other week.
2: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, I, I've been really like, there's a lot of Christmas movies that I've always like wanted to rewatch. And there's one in particular that I don't think we're going to have time for, uh, that I told you about last night. And you replied, fuck, when I told you what it was. <laughs> but I think, um, because we we slated another movie two weeks from now, that I just don't think we can give that one up for this one. But yeah. th- what I'm saying is there's a lot of zillennial Christmas movies that I do want to cover yeah. at some point, um, which I think is warranting this pod being renewed until I'm 30 years old. Um,
1: the but... only thing is, the <laughs> one thing that I struggle with every year is a fucking new year's movie
2: well we I think... already
1: did new year's eve and i wanted to cover that every single new year's eve and you said absolutely not
2: no because and then we did bridget jones <laughs> well maybe it would be funny to like um i don't know because like last new year's eve every well, new year well because well we did new year's eve in 2020 right yes and yeah. i yeah last year you pitched me the idea of doing it a second time and i said listen you got you got really lucky that i liked it the first time um and i'd <laughs> rather not but now in 2022 and i'm not saying i agree to it i'm just saying in concept in pure concept It's funny to me, the idea of, like, maybe just seeing my descent into hating that movie each subsequent year. Um, Mm -hmm. It's almost like that Billie Eilish interview, but about how I feel about New Year's Eve every year of my life.
1: When you put it like that, I think we should do (laughs) (laughs) it. Billie Eilish interview. (laughs) I have to watch those years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because
2: it's funny, I've always said, like, it's been a running joke of mine. Yeah. Um, I used to like. I wonder who that one person is that watches New Year's Eve every New Year's Eve, and um, it'll be it, us. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a fair maybe Is that enough for you? Yeah. I, um, I, how I, about
1: I, just... I come up with a bunch of questions, and I interview you every <laughs> New Year's episode about the movie New Year's Eve. Uh, I just ask you the same questions every year.
2: Wait. So, do I have to re? Okay. Yes, I think.
1: Like, we'll both rewatch it. Okay. Yeah. Well, wait. Are, is the, okay. are,
2: is it personal questions or like questions? Relevant? Just
1: regarding the movie.
2: Okay. Um, and your
1: feelings on the movie.
2: God. And then you're gonna like playback previous podcasts to me, like they do for yeah. Billie Eilish.
1: Yeah, you'll um, have to, like, react to your
2: answers. <laughs> God, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, Same I'll interview it. every year. Whatever I'll, that Billie Eilish series is called. I'll agree to it right now. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make the questions, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, she, we'll talk. That's the... is No, okay. The thing is, I was about to ask a question about it, but then I realized I'm blurring the lines between that and Valentine's Day. And yeah. I'm ma- I'm, like... Making the movies up, so maybe it will feel like a new viewing again because I've already forgotten most of New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah, I forget things the second I say them. So like,
2: <laughs> so Kira can really. The only
1: remember. thing, the only thing I remember from that movie is like Michelle Pfeiffer and Zac Efron ride a motorcycle.
2: I was about to say the only part of that movie I remember is the Zac Efron subplot because that's yeah. such a wild yeah. pairing of like
1: yeah. actors
2: and ludicrous. pretty good from
1: what I remember. Yeah, and then somebody's stuck in an elevator I think Ashton uh,
2: Kutcher Ashton Kutcher and um, I forgot the, the lady's name
1: alright let's yeah we'll watch Christmas it Christmas with the Cranks how about that
2: let's, go, <laughs> Christmas let's talk with Christmas, the Christmas with
1: the Cranks 10 minutes um, into the episode uh, so I've never seen this movie
2: <laughs> oh really
1: <laughs> yeah I've never seen it before I don't oh. like I'm not like actively avoiding it I just I'd never seen it before I need a 10 pages to
2: add why you've never seen Christmas with the cranks before.
1: I, I don't know. It just (laughs) never
2: like, the only reason I'm surprised is because you are an avid ABC family truther. And exactly. Um, this movie, like at least in my, I mean, I previously mentioned it, it lived and died on ABC family each Christmas. Like that's why I'm very familiar with it. Um, so that's that's crazy to me that you've never seen it yeah. before. Um, so
1: you sent me a link to Daily Motion to watch this because the entire thing was free on Daily Motion. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to watch it on my TV, and I did not want to pay for this. Like I don't mind like renting movies on YouTube. It's usually just like three dollars, and it's just so easy to like use my phone as a remote and like cast it to my TV. But this was free on an app that I didn't know existed called Freebie. Do you know about uh, that? It's Amazon's uh, like,
2: version of Tubi. I did not know it was on Freebie.
1: Yeah, so there are apparently like Freebie originals, and I need to like dive into those, but I decided that it's like my dream to make like a Freebie original.
2: Um, this is a Freebie TV moment. Uh, yeah. I think, no, if I knew it was on Freebie TV, I would have watched it on Freebie. Um, and there
1: were ads, but it, like, it just, this movie was meant for commercial breaks.
2: Like, yeah, if anything, it adds to it. Yeah. The um, only
1: thing that was missing was, like, the ABC Family guys' voice. Like, ABC Family, you know?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Becca, the Secret is, Life of the American Teenager, only on ABC Family. The commercials make this, the third act of this movie, feel, like, eight hours long. Um, yes. Yeah. I paused it <laughs> multiple times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, was it multiple times? Yeah, and I'm like, how the fuck is there 30 minutes left of this?
2: <laughs> or even, like, you know, nothing
1: can happen that makes this worth like 30 more minutes.
2: Yeah, it's like pushing an hour 40, right? By the time it's over. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's like two it,
1: hours with ads.
2: And then on the flip side, like once you're 40 minutes into the movie, you're like, I'm only 40 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so because I, nothing
1: happens.
2: Well, okay. So I saw this movie the first time I saw this movie.
1: Yeah.
2: I I saw it in theaters when I was God. So when it came out 2004. So I was seven at the time. Uh huh. Um, and I saw it in theaters in Georgia. I remember because I was in, during Christmas that year. I was like visiting relatives in Georgia. Uh huh. And like one of my aunts or cousins or some, I can't even remember who took me. Like her and. Not even my uncle, like, I think her boyfriend at the time, uh-huh. like, that she never, like, got with, like, took me, like, they both took me to, like, this really, like, tiny, like, rundown mall in Georgia. Uh-huh. Um, I cannot, like, name names, cause I don't know Georgia, like, lore, uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I remember going to see it like a, I think it was like a regal because I remember like the color scheme of it being like purple, like dark yeah. bluish. Um anyways, yeah, I remember going to see it in that theater and it had to be like a few weeks after it was out cuz I think this came out around Thanksgiving that year and I you know I saw it like closer to Christmas. And I remember like we were some of the only people in the theater when we like went. And I remember my I don't even remember if it was my aunt or cousin but whoever took me, their boyfriend or date told like on the car ride home said it was the funniest movie he's ever seen.
1: Oh my god.
2: And I'm just thinking about that guy today. I'm thinking about him, and I'm thinking about I, I just hope he's having a good day. I, like, first and foremost, I yeah. just hope he's doing alright. Um, yeah. Secondly, I will say, I pretty much don't think I had an opinion on this movie the first time I saw it. Like, I think I liked it in the same way that you were you a like, child. Yeah, like the way you like <laughs> everything. You're so, we, this yeah. is like the biggest talking point on the pod. Yeah. Is like you like, everything. You
1: like everything before you're like eight years old. Yeah. I and think, then you develop critical thinking.
2: I think it's, I've noted on the pod before, the first time I ever disliked a movie was Dougal. Yeah, um, and that was like a very heartbreaking moment for me when I realized I couldn't not like every movie I saw. <laughs> um, um, but that being said, Christmas with the Cranks is a movie that I—I'm pretty sure my mom got me on DVD the following Christmas. And then in 2006 or seven or something is when the ABC Family vacation of <laughs> of this yeah. movie started. And That's a good.
1: I, uh... We should coin that term. ABC ABC Family
2: Vacation. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Um, Harry Potter Weekend. I'm pretty sure I watched this every Christmas until my mom stopped paying for cable, which I would say is like 2013. Yeah. Maybe 2014, actually. Yeah, 2014, because I remember I had it up until the Breaking Bad finale yeah um so yeah 2014 is probably like when my mom got rid of cable so i'm pretty sure yeah. like i watch this on abc family every single year from like 2006 to or 7 to 2014. Yeah. um yeah and you then, know yeah
1: sorry i was gonna and go it, on a rant about cable movies
2: no go off go off
1: so i really feel like because so many people don't have cable anymore like, I don't want to say these movies are like fading into obscurity. But, like you said, like this lived and died on ABC family. Like this isn't on like a streaming service. Like, literally, you watch it on Daily Motion. I watched it on Freev on freebie. Mm-hmm. like, and it kind of like hit me this morning. Like it just like I just started thinking like really deeply. I was like eating my breakfast, and I wanted to like turn on the TV like, um, and just, like, have something on in the background while I, like, ate.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I, like, just needed, like, background noise. And I was like, okay, I have, like, 40 minutes before we, like, record. What can I, like, put on? Absolutely nothing. Because that's what cable's for. Like, nothing yeah. is, like, 35 minutes long, you know? Yeah. Like, to just have on in the background. Yeah. Like, because you have to, like, go onto a streaming service, find something to watch, like, pick an episode. Like... Literally before like twenty fourteen, I would have just like put on like TLC or Food Network and just had on whatever. Yeah. Like I I really feel like the death of cable or like people like what do they call it, like cutting cords or whatever. Like um <laughs> yeah. I feel like that really made like such an impact on like movies like this. And now it's just like shitty Christmas movies on Netflix. Like the uh, Lindsay Lohan one I watched the other night with friends. Mm -hmm. That's something that would be an ABC Family original Christmas movie (laughs) because they had those, like Holiday in Handcuffs or whatever the fuck that was. I've only heard these titles on ABC Family, and I've Mm -hmm. never watched any of them. But I definitely put, and I know this was like a theatrical release, but I definitely put Christmas with the Cranks on like that, like in that circle, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I I mean definitely. Like Christmas with the Cranks definitely did like live and die on ABC Family and yeah. like probably like it, other it, networks too. Yeah. It like, feels like
1: there's like no reason to watch this if it's not just like on cable.
2: Yeah, I mean like, I you remember just put this, it on. Like I remember this one like rotating from like ABC Family to TBS to FX. FX a lot. Like this was a very like FX didn't have a lot of Christmas movies. And I remember this one being on FX quite a bit. And that makes sense to me because I, like, I can't really explain it. You just either, you know, or you don't, but this does have like an FX vibe to it. Um, like where it's a, it's a little crazy. It's, it's, you know, it's a Christmas movie, but it's a little crazy, you know, it's yeah. not like, not quite, it's not your daddy's Christmas movie.
1: Yeah. Like um, your, uh, Letterboxd review said it's about fighting the woke mob,
2: which I'm very proud of that review. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, it, this movie is about fighting the woke mob. And uh, (laughs) let me tell you, as a bad boy who they've been trying to cancel for going on 10 years now, um, I... Cancel for... For exposing the truth. Um, Yeah. But what... (laughs) But the thing is, I I guess I can just say I identify with the Cranks a lot. Um, Because I am also trying to push new ideas. And people don't like that sometimes. But... (laughs) That's okay. The new
1: ideas in question, wanting to be left alone, (laughs) going on a
2: cruise. I think the biggest um, point to be made about this movie, and really it's such a good point that you can end the pod right here, is uh, why does anyone care about anything in this town?
1: And on that note, no,
2: yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> and this goes both ways, for the Cranks yeah. and for, um like, why do the, why, do, especially uh, Tim Allen, like, why does he care so much to, like, go as far as to, like, print out, like, an FYI that he's yeah. skipping Christmas and to, like, announce it to the world that he's not doing it this year? Yeah. And also on the flip side, and maybe even more so, why does the town care so much okay. about what they're doing?
1: yeah i think like and i'm not trying to justify anything that happens in this movie i think because like their big christmas eve party or whatever like it seemed like every single person was like invited to that and was counting on it and mm-hmm. that's the only thing i could imagine is like if you like cancel your christmas eve plans because you're counting on this christmas party to happen and then you like get fucked over and like yeah you know <laughs> what i mean like but Yeah, it's funny because I famously always am watching Gilmore Girls. And I watched all of Gilmore Girls. I finished it like two nights ago or like the night before I watched Christmas with the Cranks. Mm -hmm. I started the new, like the revival. Um, And then I started this movie and when they pull up to the supermarket in the opening scene I'm like, that's fucking Stars Hollow. And they pull up Like, he, like, gets out of the supermarket. I'm like, that's Dozy's Market. And sure enough, I looked it up. It's the Warner Brothers lot. I've walked around on those streets. Like, it's just so easy to tell. I don't know if it's just because I've
2: I think this is actually canon with Gilmore Girls, actually.
1: Well, that's the thing is, like, so in Gilmore Girls, it's, like, the whole town cares about what everybody's doing at all times, because it's, like, a small town. Um... This is like the evil version of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my uh, that's my theory small because candy, it's by like way.
2: Victoria made me watch the uh, Thanksgiving episode the other day of Gilmore special. Girls. Um oh, there's more than one. Uh, 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 Adam remember, Brody yeah. is dating her friend and um, she just started a thing with J- no, not no. She just broke up with like Jared Padalecki, and she's dating yeah. um what's his name, Milo Ventimiglia. Jess, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and oh yeah, they go to like five different places for Thanksgiving, and they end at uh, Lorelei's parents' oh, house. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I know way more about this than I thought I did, but yeah. uh, the fact that I can say Lorelei is
1: more than. Yeah, I fucking I thought. love that show. Like working on like an essay,
2: which might just be a
1: letterbox review, like reviewing all of the episodes because each episode is basically a feature film of the new season, Um, the new season in question, like six years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's it's insane. It really is. Like,
2: yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah, I think. um, But that's a good way to put up like this movie though, is like (laughs) calling it. (laughs) Evil, evil girl, girl. Girl. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a really good way of putting it almost. Yeah. Um because yeah. this movie well, first of all, and I don't say this lightly, this movie cannot be made today. And not for the reasons you would think. Because um, it's boring. Yeah, and movies don't really have the gall to be boring anymore. Yeah. Um I'm always like impressed when a movie is boring. Like but like in this degree. Yeah. because this is still a movie that even though it's boring it can still make almost 100 million at the box office uh-huh. um like that's insane to me <laughs> like someone made a really good point about it the other day in uh relation to like the fableman's not doing great at the box office and they posted the box office for um the terminal and yes. they, they were like you know it's really amazing that the movie has acclaimed as the Fablements that kind of like encapsulates Spielberg's entire career, like bombed the box office. But like Spielberg's movie from literally 20 years ago that had middling reviews about Tom Hanks eating airport food for like 90 minutes, it made almost like I think 200 million domestically or something, which is like yeah. insane. Uh, so like what a crazy! And that was also 2004, that's also a 2004 movie, so. Really, that was the time to be alive when it comes to, like, mid-budget yeah. cinema. Um, And the mid-budget cinema in question is Christmas with the Cranks and the Terminal. Um yeah. I, like,
1: I don't know if it's just because I was, like, tired while watching it, but, like, it felt like everything was happening in slow motion. Like, it felt like time didn't exist. You know what I mean? Um... Uh, well, like, okay. So there are like two plot points in this movie, and they just drag them out for like an hour each.
2: <laughs> well, okay. So I think, and I'm not defending this movie because I don't think it's a good movie. I don't. Like, I'm not here to be that guy to like be like Christmas with the Cranks misunderstood. Uh huh. Um, even though I do think there is a theory about the woke mob that is uh, valid. But um, that being said, I, <laughs> um. <laughs> I think, uh, it, no, it's really, <laughs> I was going to laugh, but then Kira laughed and it got me. Um, <laughs> uh, no, like, I, but I think there is something about it that I find almost entertaining in how, so there's the flip side. Okay, so there's the one side of this where it's ridiculous that anyone gives a shit about uh-huh. what the cranks are doing or the cranks care enough to like print out that pamphlet and like pass it around his office and announce all that shit right but on the other side of it you could say that there's like a really funny antidote here about like the commercialization of christmas and how when it's threatened like white people go insane and i think and i think there is a like layer to this movie that is kind of funny in the sense that, like, it's just, like, the weirdest, most absurd 2004 shit you've ever seen. Mixed with, like, a cancer subplot. Mixed with, like... A, oh, yeah, I forgot about a, that. A bit with, like, Jamie Lee Curtis going through hell in a store trying to get a honey-baked ham or some shit. Um, yeah. Like, it ha- it's, like, the most weirdest mishmash of tones and ideas. And it's literally, like, divided into two sections. Like, before they find out their daughter's coming home and after, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, like, it doesn't work as a movie. I don't think it's really a movie for anybody.
1: Yeah.
2: And and, and yet, and yet, I, it's, when I think of cable Christmas movies, it's the one I think of. How come I, Chief Will It Be? I don't know. Like, I hate
1: I, to, like, okay, first of all, side note, really quick. Um, I hate when movies try and present or make us try and believe that Jamie Lee Curtis is, like, dumpy when she's, like, the sexiest person alive.
2: What do you mean dumpy? That sucks.
1: Like, they, like, give her, like, an awful haircut and they're like, oh, she's a mom and has to wear a bikini. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis is sexy as hell, regardless of whenever and wherever she is. So, that's a little side note. Also, I hate to destroy movies with facts and logic, but when I get... <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're the woke mob in question.
1: Halfway through the movie, I'm just like, they literally could have told their daughter, oh, we were actually just planning on going on vacation, but when you come home, it would be really fun to like all decorate the tree together, because we didn't expect to be able to celebrate Christmas, but we would love to celebrate Christmas with you, because we love you. that would have that would have been nice if literally the entire town like wasn't involved and it became like a moment of like oh like it doesn't matter where we celebrate christmas as long as we're all together you know what i mean like or she could have come on the cruise with them also missed opportunity of a plot line she randomly was like i'm engaged and i'm bringing my boyfriend back i'm like okay so like now there's gonna be a whole subplot of like them trying to deal with like like a new guy in the family like you know what I mean and I was also like I hope this doesn't turn like really racist it like from what I remember I was falling asleep in the last like 30 minutes when he arrived at their house I don't really remember Mm -hmm. but I'm just like like uh, (sighs) I'm gonna rewrite this fucking movie
2: (laughs) well it's funny because I was looking at the Wikipedia page because I forgot like when exactly she goes to Peru. And it's like yeah. literally the week after Thanksgiving. So all this happens in three weeks. Like the entire. Yeah. Like the daughter meets. And gets engaged with a guy in three weeks. They plan a cruise in three weeks. Yeah. They, like none of this is like plausible. And like even aside from that. Like even the logic. A lot of it just rides. You know it's what you're saying. Like on a conflict that you're asking the audience. To believe is important. Yeah. Which it just like isn't you know like it's not Mm -hmm. an issue in anyone's real life yeah and the thing is with all of this being said with all of it being said it can be excused um if the movie is funny but yeah but this isn't funny it's not funny (laughs) i mean i think there's like a few moments here and there where like i said earlier like i think when it tries to go like absurdist i think it it's kind of funny like i think like the the ham scene with jamie lee like i would say mostly a lot of the comedic scenes that are good are good when it's jamie lee doing it like the the ham scene is pretty good Uh, i like when the ham
1: gets run over by a truck yeah Um, i like i like breathe i like exhaled through my nose at that point
2: yeah it's really good like Like, a laugh (laughs) that's a genuinely tense scene or like later like when he asks about the ham and then like the music like dials in and she's like, don't ask about the ham. Like, you know, there's like moments in the movie that are like successful, mostly because they do actually have a pretty good ensemble, like Dan Aykroyd, Tim Allen, like, yeah. you know, Tim Allen's a little weird politics-wise, but I, I'm i sorry, he's a, he's a very talented comedian, right? Like, he just is. Home Improvement's a classic 90s show. Um, yeah. And, like, I just think I don't know, like, it, it has a very, like, Cheech Marin, like, like just a very fucking weird ensemble of people that, with this kind of, like, at least in 2004, this was an A-list cast, Yeah. you would, of course you're gonna have, like, moments that are good, but it still yeah. widely feels like a missed opportunity. I mean, God, in 2004, you have the fucking kid from Malcolm in the Middle.
1: Yeah, movie. yeah. Uh, very like, zillennial canon is a dad just becoming friends with like a weird random kid in
2: a town. Like his that like, is actually neighbor. one of my and then the kid like disappears when the cops show up. Yeah. Yeah. I that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's so many things in this movie that are like very zillennial. I think that's a that, but that bit you're talking about is like just funny in concept to me. Like a lot of these things are funny yeah. in concept, but like the jokes they write into them are not funny. Yeah. um like the him trying to like he makes the offer to the guy that's like leaving for vacation to like use his christmas tree and then like return it which like yeah. it's like funny in concept but then you ask too many questions about like how it makes any sense because you're like wouldn't the like daughter maybe well first of like all the not recognize make... the tree
1: or the ornaments
2: Yeah, the trees, the ornaments especially, because, like, the ornaments seem very specific to that family. Like, there's, like, framed picture ornaments. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. And, like, the guy even says you can't take off or, like, break any ornaments. Like, don't, like, miss the ornaments. So, like, what's the fucking point? Like, the whole movie is, like I said, riding on a conflict that doesn't really make sense. And then on top of that, it just, like, digs itself into, like, a deeper hole into the third act where it tries to go for emotion for characters. It has not properly built up. And I don't know, like I will always sort of enjoy this movie in a, I watched it as a kid kind of way. Yeah. We're like, this is the definition of a background movie. Perfectly what you were talking about earlier with like why cable was so yeah. cool back in the day. Um, because you just put on anything. This was my idea of a like, background cable Christmas movie, right? Yeah. So like, I'll always want to have this on in the background at some point in the Christmas season in my life. Yeah. Does that make it a good movie? No, it does not. Yeah. <laughs> like it. Does...
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Do you love movies do you just spend your days thinking about how much you love to watch them the good ones and even the bad ones everyone told you not to like it sounds like super Yockey is the place for you the team at super yaki loves movies so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them From super soft t-shirts celebrating the cinematic achievement that is the 2001 classic Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Subriyaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Supriyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special treat to our listeners, we have a discount code. In all caps, enter SUPERZILLENIAL at checkout for 10% off. If the spirit moves you, find them at Supriyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, guys.
1: The daughter in this is very Z-canon. If I'm remembering correctly, she was the mean girl in a Cinderella story.
2: Yes, and also she's in Freaky Friday.
1: Yes. So Jamie Lee Curtis reunion with her. Oh,
2: wow. I didn't even put that together. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, just her is very 2000s and it's just something that I'm like I recognize and like I guess because I've seen a Cinderella story so many times I'm gonna watch Freaky Friday again definitely I fucking love that movie
2: um, um make, a, make a bet with me do you think they make a Disney Plus sequel in the next four years
1: well Lindsay Lohan always posts about it and then Jamie Lee Curtis is like I love my girl Lindsay Lohan like she's been like supporting her via Instagram for years yeah so. very sweet I don't know if Disney's gonna take back Lindsay Lohan.
2: Like when I, think, I was watching, what they could I think they could? I don't think it would be that big of a jump.
1: Yeah, when I was especially watching, after the Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah, I was watching that, like Falling for Christmas, and me and my friends were like, "She like deserves better." Like I'm like really glad that she's in that, but then like my friend's boyfriend was like, "She should be in like a softies movie." I was like, "Yeah." She, like she should be in like I'm gonna cast her in something like if she doesn't get like a prestige role in the next few years like I'll cast her in something I don't care I'll make something specifically for her
2: Um, I've read a letterbox review for that movie and it said uh, the Citizen Kane of Netflix Christmas movies which yeah. I don't know how to take that but um... my letterbox
1: review was it's exactly what you think and it is exactly what you think <laughs> rich Girl gets amnesia. I... If you want. Rich girl gets amnesia, moves to a small town, doesn't remember that she's
2: rich, falls in love.
1: Then it's remembers Christmas that movie? she's rich. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Mm, I probably won't, but I'm happy for Lindsay Lohan. It's um,
1: it's a quick watch. It's right. ridiculous enough that like I don't know. Watch it like with friends or like with Victoria or something. Cause like I don't know. It would be miserable to watch on your own. I think.
2: Well, that's what I'm gonna do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm just not gonna watch see it,
1: it in like a situation where you can like
2: riff on it. You know. Uh, no, but I. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I will say in my
1: 2022 ranked list. Um, it's not the last one. I liked it better than Blonde, Don't Worry Darling, Jurassic World, uh that Nicolas Cage movie, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and The Bubble. I liked it better than all of those movies. I
2: like the Nick Cage movie. Uh, but... I yeah, I didn't. But, but those other yeah. ones, yeah, I agree. Except I didn't yeah, see the bubble. I liked it better Is than that the all Jet those... Apatan movie? Yeah, it's really fucking bad. I didn't. I didn't, I started it. Didn't finish it. Um, there were like two
1: scenes where I laughed, and one of them was just like Beck appears in it.
2: <laughs> I didn't. I stopped pretty early, actually, like twenty-ish. Yeah. Like um, so cool. Yeah. If Christmas with the Cranks was made today, what studio or what streaming service do you think would do it? Netflix. Yeah. I also say it might even be like a. To be original, um, I think. I, mm, I don't <laughs> um, know. It feels very Netflix. It does feel like Netflix to the point of where I'm surprised that they don't like pay the royalties every year to have it on the service.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, because it does feel I like think some... it used to be. Probably, definitely. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think the. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Um, is this a Sony movie? So. Yeah cuz I think I remember seeing the Columbia Pictures logo. Yeah, it's the cool. Yeah. They uh Netflix has a deal with Sony. Uh yeah. so they might have uh it back on the service at some point cuz Sony notoriously doesn't have they they're the one studio that doesn't have the service. Because like how pathetic would that be? Uh Yeah. Sony Plus. Sony Plus. Um that's what all my um everyone that has my voodoo login they call it adam plus yeah um which honestly like
1: uh friend of the pod Fesh from i was scared too he has a twitter account called Fesh Plus, and he just posts every single blu-ray that he buys on
2: there <laughs> i i would love to be a part of Fesh plus if you ever yeah uh, opens um, it up for I, people.
1: i was the unpaid intern but yeah oh uh, nice yeah yeah, the unpaid um, intern question. Um, just like replying to his tweets every so often. <laughs> that was last um, semester,
2: though. So, I think there's a lot of other like stupid conflicts in this movie yeah. that are like the frosty bit is like
1: kind of takes funny, up like thirty but... minutes of the fucking movie, though.
2: Yeah, all these people that care about Frosty this much. Um, and I do kind of like the gag that he's like this ominous spirit that is like... For context,
1: it's like a big snowman blow mold that they put on top of their roof. Yeah, not
2: even like literally Frosty. It's like... Yeah. Generic. It's just a snowman. snowman. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I... You know, it's funny. I'd say like the funniest bit in the entire movie and this is, like, not a high bar exactly, but, you know, after they, like, run into the, um, they run into the basement to avoid the Christmas carolers, which, like, is funny, I guess, to an extent, because it's, like, that can be kind of annoying. But also, like, close your blinds. I don't know. Like, yeah. like just, like, close your fucking blinds. Like, turn off your lights a little bit. Like, it's really not that hard to solve, you know? Um, but, you know, they run into the basement, and then, like, Frosty is like hanging over the furnace and he like looks demonic, which is kind of funny, right? Yeah. But then see, this is the thing. They do like one funny like sight or visual gag in the movie, or like they like utilize sound or something, like the ham bit or like the frosty bit, right? But then like another 20 minutes goes by (laughs) where nothing else happens. Yeah. (laughs) And then by that point, you're at the end of the movie. Um, yeah, I I think maybe the wildest example of like, I mean, you would say like what the frosty thing is like the biggest time waster in the movie. I would say the fucking like, robber that gets into their house for no fucking reason. Like, like, what was even the point? Nothing
1: happens. Like nothing comes of that of them. Like the little kid, like letting out the guy that like robbed. I don't even know some building somewhere. And just being like, you can go eat in the house. Nothing
2: happens. He yeah, just which is like, house and eats. And like, why are the like cops like, like letting a criminal sit in the driveway of a citizen, anyways, while they're inside at the party? Yeah. So he and he's like, and also he's outside with the window down while it's snowing. Yeah. Like it, it like the, the whole third act,
1: is on. He's listening to his favorite music.
2: It's so fucking stupid. Like everything about this movie is like next level dumb um to the point like i mean down to the cgi cat frozen and ice that's the worst thing i've ever seen it's pretty bad and the thing is he was on all the posters and marketing for the movie they were like we know what's gonna sell the audience a frozen cat like what isn't
1: there like there's like a cat gag in christmas vacation
2: right yeah 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 what is yeah. it with
1: cats? I've never seen that either, but what it's is the deal annoying. with like cats being like
2: abused? Well, that movie, it's funny because the entire gag is that their relative who's like ninety to a hundred years old, yeah, doesn't remember doesn't know like shes just told her like, get people presents. So she wraps up random shit around her house and she wraps up her cat. Uh. and so like he gets the cat and he just hears the box like meowing Uh and it's like funny like i don't it's like it's way funnier in context but like so that's like i guess a way to like do it right where it's like oh it's like old lady humor i don't know but like in here it's like the whole gag is that Tim Allen has, like, some fucking beef. Okay, okay, imagine being Tim Allen in this movie, and your primary conflict no. in life is the woke mob, but also specifically, your asshole old man neighbor whose wife is, like, dying of cancer, and you have, like, nothing better to do with your time than, like, beef with this old guy. Yeah. Like, dude, like, pick your fucking battles, my guy. Like, it, it's the dumbest fucking thing. Um... My favorite uh, recurring bit here, uh, and by favorite, I mean least favorite, is like he will like, he'll like verbally assault this old man, and then his wife will come outside looking frail, and then he'll be like, How are you doing today, Bev? I'm like, You were just like verbally assaulting her husband. Like, what's the, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, (laughs) so stupid.
1: I just feel like. don't even know like I don't even remember the statement I was gonna make because it's so fucking stupid like like yeah not to bring in facts and logic again but what you said about him like printing out all the papers being like I'm not celebrating Christmas it is so easy to just be like oh like we're not gonna put up decorations this year and like this is me just like putting my own voice into fucking Tim Allen um oh, we're not going to celebrate Christmas this year. We're not really going to decorate because we're saving up to go on vacation. We're going to go on a cruise instead because our daughter's not home. So we really just want to travel. So we don't really have time to put up decorations or, like, the funds to, like, put it like together, like, a big party or whatever because they're leaving on Christmas Day. They're right. still going to be there for Christmas Eve. Right. So, like, they have, like, weeks to, like, like I don't know like I don't see the point of like like people asking for donations. Oh, like we're saving our money this year. Why are they right. like locking the doors when carolers come around? I don't get it. Like they're hiding from people who are celebrating Christmas. Like <laughs> and it's very clear in the beginning of the movie that they love celebrating Christmas and they go all out for Christmas. So like I just don't understand like what was the turning point that made them like hate christmas and like terrified of christmas because when the carolers come that's like more than halfway through the movie yeah and still jamie lee curtis is like oh that's so sweet like and they're then they just like turn and they're like lock the doors like yeah i don't get it i really don't like And that's what I mean about the movie feeling like it was just, like, nothing happened, and it's just happening, like, in slow motion before me, like. Yeah. I feel like the part that was, like, the most in slow motion for me was literally, like, ten minutes into the movie when he's presenting the idea of the cruise to her. He stares at the poster for the cruise for what feels like an hour. And then they're eating dinner, and he's like, I have an idea. And it takes him, like, ten minutes. To walk out of the room and walk back in with sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt on. And it just feels like it's happening in slow motion. Like, you could easily edit this movie down or add, like, reaction shots or something. Like, something to make it feel like something is happening in this movie. Uh Yeah, sorry, I cut you (laughs) off you were going to say something.
2: No, I I was going to say, I think, you know, and it's funny because I think there is a way to, like, do a narrative like this where it is, like, good. Because, like, the idea that, like, you can have someone that's fed up with, like, because the synopsis of this movie is, like, um, Luther Crank is, like, fed up with the commercialization of Christmas and then therefore wants to like but like none of that's really implied Uh that he's like fed up with the commercialization he's just like what's the real conflict like his daughter goes away he has to go into a store during in the rain and then he crunches numbers next day at his office and then he realizes it would be cheaper to go on a cruise than to pay for like all the shit. Yeah. and so they're like but he like it's never real so like even the synopsis of this movie is painting a different picture of like what the movie is because there's never yeah. a moment where like he implies that he is fed up with the commercialization of it like he makes like, a comment about like Christmas cards or something um but like it's not that's not
1: even commercialization though that's just like sending nice letters to your family and friends
2: well I think there's like a <laughs> way to say the like you know like especially like Hallmark and like card companies have definitely but she buys them from a
1: local business she gets them custom made from a local business (laughs) that's the thing is this is like a small town and they only like are like patrons of local businesses
2: yeah yeah no like I think on paper there's like a way to do it like if you're like living in a very like heavily suburban area and like you're just like fed up with like, ever like you people treat you like a Grinch, but like really you're just like fed up with having like how like imagine I think the way you could like workshop this movie is take them away from being like a really like because they're upper class in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. they have a very nice house. They have a lot of money to share, obviously. Like, it's implied they, they are so wealthy that they donate each year, like, a sizable amount. And they, like, increase their donations each year. Um, So it's implied they have, like, quite a bit of money. It's, like, he has a nice job. So much so that she doesn't have to work. Or mm-hmm. or does she... I can't remember. Does she work or she's volunteers at places? I think uh, she's she volunteer. volunteers.
1: volunteers because she's at, like, right. a soup kitchen or something.
2: Yeah, and then she's, like... Right, okay. Like, okay. so, like... A lot's implied about, like, how much money they have. And it seems like yeah. they're pretty well off, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like one way to, like, script workshop this movie is to, like, make them middle class and, like, have them actually struggle with finances and have that be the crux of, like, when they do, when they do like, have a reason to crunch their numbers and it shows that it's actually, like, cheaper to go on a cruise in the winter than it is to buy everyone presents. Uh-huh. And, like, maybe even... Throw in, like, a narrative that, like, oh, they were so busy being caught up in raising a daughter for 18 years that they never had time for themselves. Yeah. That they want to do something for themselves. And, like, there's just so many, like, different, like, ways to go about this. And they – it really feels like they choose the worst way to do it. Like, they – where it could be something about the middle class America and how Christmas can be kind of, you know, you're told to be happy this time of year, but in reality, it can be financially scrutinizing this time of year. That's interesting. No, they're rich. So it doesn't matter to them. They just are assholes, (laughs) you know, like it's, it it feels like there's such a divide here of the movie that I think may have been on paper, you know, and I, in conceptualization, but like, it doesn't feel like that was the movie that was made. And I think, you know, a lot of that, I feel like this is how much, like, most Tim Allen movies feel. And I say that as a, like, someone who enjoys a lot of his, like, 90s and two thousand stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that, like, I feel like a lot of his movies feel, and, you know, this can especially be contributed to, like, his weird, like, political stances. Like, just very, like, conservative dad-isms. Like he has like a lot of things to say, but a lot of it is just seemingly tone-deaf because he is so like privileged. And yeah. like not to like read into like the privilege of like fucking Christmas with the cranks. But it just it's hard to not see the potential of like a movie about all these things or at least on paper in a very minute way about you know in quotation about something when you're largely following a rich white neighborhood um like i think there's like only like what one family of color in the entire neighborhood like it's i don't know they're just like it, it just feels very dated and it is it's an old movie it's almost 20 years old at this point but uh which is crazy to think about but I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it's not good. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not It's not good. I think,
1: me. yeah, the main thing is that there's no conflict at yeah. all.
2: It's all, whatsoever. it's literally a fabricated uh, conflict. Yeah. It, it's like, it's literally yeah. artificial. It, it's something, yeah. it, it's a movie that is telling you there's a conflict when there is not one. Exactly. Um, and a lot exactly. of that can be pointed to you know, how quickly said conflict is resolved when they come up about it. Yeah. And, you know, you could argue like if, if you're a Christmas, the cranks truther or something, you could argue that like, Oh, that's, that shows the point of like the beauty of community and Christmas is despite differences, look how quick people are forgiving and like want to help. Mm-hmm. But like that also there's the flip side to that where it shows that like, you do you really want to root for the cranks at that point? Cause they've been nothing but assholes the exactly. entire movie so like do you want to see them succeed in this like do you want to see them get away with it yeah so it just like it leaves with, like a lot of mixed messages where I feel like honestly by the end of the movie no one's likable like no. I don't like any of these characters maybe like the fucking old dude across the street because he's just like <laughs> taking care of his wife and guy. Yeah. minding his business but like that's about it you know
1: yeah yeah and um, like Christmas movies also like at the end they're supposed to be like warm and like cozy. Like nothing about this is heartwarming in any way. Like it's it's literally just a nothing movie. Like yeah. I don't know. And I guess it's like what you said how they're so unlikable that like you're not rooting for anybody. Um but I don't Yeah. Know.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It's 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 not a good movie at all. <laughs> I no. um, I mean, that being said, like, and I still stand by my point. There's always going to be a part of me that will, like, if it's on ABC or Freeform now or something,
1: uh-huh.
2: like, and I ever get cable in the future, like, will I have it on in the background? Sure, because it, like, reminds me of, like, childhood Christmas. Yeah. But there's no part of me that, like, as an adult, even, like, before I rewatched it today... Like I don't think there's a part of me that like actually thought this was like a misunderstood movie. Yeah. Like I've it's just always been a bad Christmas movie that I've like had on in yeah. my life. And I think we all have that to an extent. Like a movie, especially a Christmas movie that we know is not good,
1: yeah. but
2: it just was like there. You know what I mean? And yeah. this that's kind of what this weirdly represents to me. But I I will say the older that I get, the less I feel compelled to, like, have it on, even in a background fashion. Um, Yeah. And honestly, I have not watched it since I was a teenager. This was my first time in many years. So I bet the next time I watch it, I'll be, like, in my 30s. Yeah. And even then when I watch it, it won't be, like, in, like, a little, like, a watch. Like, Uh I'll just, like, you know, it'll be on the background, probably.
1: Similar to Alvin and the Chipmunks, it's like I'm not showing my kids this.
2: Oh, my I'm kids not. Kids aren't show-
1: allowed to watch this. <laughs>
2: Imagine the yeah. kid at school is like, oh, your parents are such a drag, man. They won't even show you Christmas with the cranks.
1: They won't let you watch Christmas with the cranks.
2: <laughs> Let's have a sleepover. I'll put it on. <laughs> yeah. Um. By the way, one last like little thing about this movie. And yeah. maybe the most bizarre point of this movie, other than like the burglar subplot is like that little like bit at the, in the third act about like the mystery guy that no one knows how they know him. And I genuinely forgot like what the resolution of that thing was. Cause I, as I was watching it, I'm like, is he like a like spirit or something? Or like, I was like, what is he trying to represent? And I totally forgot that they say he's the fucking like umbrella Santa from the beginning.
1: I thought it's... that he was like inappropriately in love with their daughter. That I didn't survived, know what was I
2: <laughs> In fact, was I thought it was Martin Short when he first appeared. Oh my god! It looked he like reminded Martin's... me
1: of like the car um, ideas guy from. Um... I think you should leave. That's in like Ant Man. You know.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. He know
1: reminds that. me of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. He's an old man. <laughs> um
2: yeah it's yeah the whole, it's all stupid there's and then it's it, like
1: revealed that he's like from peru or something Does he like bonds with like the daughter's fiance and then they like i didn't even together
2: did he even I, say he was from peru i thought it was just like some bullshit like about he like, lived there
1: i don't know oh,
2: right okay but he, he
1: I don't fucking know. There, like, like I said, there's no conflict with the fiance. She might as well have not been getting engaged. Like, uh, stupid ass movie. That's my Stupid
2: movie. ass movie. Um, and the funny thing is, Kira chose it, so this is all solid worked <laughs> <conflicted. laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is that? I mean, do we have anything else to say about this movie? I don't have anything else to really say about it. No, that's. A, we might be cutting it short, but that's okay. Like,
1: yeah, would like add some stuff. We're over an
2: hour. That's okay. good enough. That's good enough for me. Um, I mean, what should we announce next week's episode? No, no, no. no. Okay, because if we I,
1: have to like move
2: stuff around or something, you know, right. I will say one. <laughs> tentatively, if it is the movie we're planning, especially with the guests that we're planning, yeah, boy, it will be a hoot. Uh, and, that's and it's not, not a, the movie Hoot. <laughs> it's not. I was about to say that's not a hint because it's not Hoot. Yeah. We're not doing a Hoot in December, um, and we're not doing a reevaluation of Hoot either. Uh, um, but it, it'll be fun if we. Can... I love
1: how like when we covered Hoot, the conclusion of it. It was like our second or third episode. The conclusion of it was like everybody in this movie is gay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was our. Um, I think that's why Queer Quadrant got us because we they, yeah. they heard our analysis yeah. uh no that movie that movie um i remember that we were like bald fingers gay brie larson yeah. gay logan lerman incredibly gay
1: it, and, it like, feels <laughs> like that was just yesterday and that was like the beginning of the pod
2: Luke so Wilson. many
1: episodes since then twenty something
2: yeah Yeah. um anyway the owls gay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I remember about that movie is Luke Wilson being like the worst cop ever. Yeah. And um it's like a bumbling fool. And then mullet Fingers saying, You gotta start thinking like an owl. Uh that's yeah. it. That's all I remember. Um all right. Should I plug my shit? Yeah. All right. my you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not uh, the aggressively okay podcast uh, which I host with my good buddy Joey. Uh, we're still going strong our website aggressivelyok.com where you can find all of our written reviews. Um, we're gonna be doing some like Oscar predictions reviews for like all the Oscar movies in the coming weeks. Like, we're seeing Babylon and the whale and all that shit. So we're going to have plenty of episodes and reviews up for all that stuff. So if you're into those kind of films or even Avatar and stuff like that, we're we're doing a Gloss Onion review this week. So uh, oh, yeah. plenty of apps coming up that may entice you.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Garlic Emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Selenial Canon, on Instagram at the canon. Uh, follow us for the rest of uh Chris month. Is that Chris what we're month?
2: calling it? Chris Month. Work? I didn't I, I don't mean, know. You can we can go with that if you want. I
1: <laughs> I feel like Chris month is just like a go to for like anything.
2: That sounds um, right. I'm cool, yeah. But... yeah. Alright. Um well, yeah. Yeah, we have some good ones coming up, so I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. All movies that I think are well. I was going to say better at Christmas with the cranks, but you know what, I'll... Uh, We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Alright, bye guys.